A reading from the Gospel according to Matthew. This is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together she, found to be, she was found to be with child through the Holy Spirit, because Joseph, her husband, was a righteous man and did not want to expose her to public disgrace. He had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Thanks be to God. I wonder what you're hoping will be in your presence tomorrow morning. Uh, Will it be something that you asked for? Or maybe something unexpected? If it is a surprise, will it be a good surprise? One that makes you gasp with delight and say, whoa, thank you. Or will it be one that isn't really that much of a curveball because you were kind of expecting it anyway? One of my great-grandfathers was notorious for not bothering to open his Christmas presents on Christmas Day. Apparently, you would give him a present, and he would spend a minute or two sort of feeling it through the wrapping paper to work out what was inside, and then he'd say, hmm, socks, (laughs) and put it back down unopened. I wonder if he ever did get a real joyful surprise when he eventually did open his presents, maybe a few days later. You know how it is. Sometimes you think you know exactly what the gift's going to be, only to be taken completely by surprise. I wonder what you expect from God at Christmas time. Maybe you find yourself most of the year expecting God to be kind of distant or uncaring or just not to understand what's going on with us. Then at Christmas, there's this head-scratcher of a story about an unexpected baby, and it's not really clear how that fits in with our mental image of who he is and what he does. Or perhaps you expect things to be quite transactional with God. You always give him a calendar And in return, he sends you a shirt. Sorry, I mean, you try to be good all year, and in return, he answers your prayers when you need him to. You do this in order to get that. I want to turn just for a few moments to our sixth reading from Matthew chapter 1, where Joseph unexpectedly discovers that Mary's pregnant and an angel turns up to explain to him what on earth is going on. Now, both the pregnancy and the angel really are unexpected and surprising to Joseph. They were not in his agenda for that Christmas. But there are two other things in that reading from Matthew chapter 1, which we might not be expecting. Christmas presents that may take us by surprise. They're in the two names that are used for this baby 
in that reading. Names in the Bible so often have meanings that we're meant to take notice of, and these are two of those names. So here's the first surprising name. An angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, she will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. A surprise Christmas gift of forgiveness. Jesus was a common enough Jewish name in those days. It means God saves. It reminded them that their God, Israel's God, was a rescuing God who got them out of trouble, who had plucked them out of slavery in Egypt and settled them in the promised land. He'd rescued them again when they'd been in exile in Babylon. God saves. They knew that. That was why they used that name for many of their baby boys. But the angel says more. You're to give him the name Jesus because he'll save his people from their sins. You see, in the past, God had saved his people from those who wanted to harm them or those who'd taken them and made them slaves in various ways. Now he was going to rescue them in a different and actually even more important way, saving them from themselves, from their own sins, from all the wrong they'd ever done. All of us at some level have said no to God being God. We don't really, by our human nature, want him in charge. We'd much rather God pushed off and left us alone to get on with our own lives. And actually, we can have that attitude, whether we're the most hardened atheist or if we've been coming to church faithfully, praying faithfully for as long as we can remember. The thing about this common attitude that you do this in order to get that from God is that actually, because we've kind of pushed him out of our lives completely, it doesn't work. The transaction doesn't work as we... As we con ourselves into thinking it will because we've been busy putting up barriers all our lives. He doesn't owe us anything. And besides, actually, if we do have this sort of attitude, you know, do this to get that, it doesn't really say much about the quality of our relationship, does it? But amazingly, here's this baby Jesus coming to sort things out. He will save people from their sins. Forgiveness is coming, and God has taken the initiative. 30 years or so later, as a grown man, Jesus died just a few miles away from Bethlehem on a cross outside Jerusalem. He died in our place so that God could forgive our sins. That is quite a surprise. It's quite a staggering Christmas gift. And the other surprising name in that reading is Emmanuel. You might remember Matthew quoted from the prophet Isaiah. All this took place to fulfill what God had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. A surprise Christmas gift of friendship. Because we can easily think of God as being distant, uncaring, not understanding, not really on our plane. 
He's up there in heaven. What does he know about our experiences here on earth? But now something very different and very surprising was happening through Mary's son. The tiny baby born that first Christmas was man and God in one person. God was getting stuck into the nitty-gritty detail of human life. We, we sang earlier in our first carol, didn't we? He came down to earth from heaven. He would get to experience life as a baby, as a child, as a young adult. God was coming to live alongside us as a human being and to understand our life from inside because he had experienced it himself. That is not an obvious Christmas present to ask for, but it is glorious. Jesus is God with us, God coming to be friends with his people. Christmas is about the surprise gift of friendship. Or as another of our carols put it, God and sinners reconciled. Christians can know and love and serve and be friends with God through Jesus every day. This sort of relationship with God through Jesus knocks that whole do this in order to get that from God attitude. It knocks it for six. I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful Christmas. Whatever presents you end up getting, maybe it'll be something you asked for. Maybe it'll be a complete surprise. But amid all that excitement, I hope you'll remember those two unexpected but wonderful gifts from God of forgiveness and friendship. Give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. And they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Those might well be the two most surprising and most beautiful Christmas gifts you ever get. Don't leave them unopened. Amen.